Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What up, y'all? It's Ed Lovers. Come on, son, the podcast. Thankful, thankful, thankful. Today is the day before Thanksgiving. My daughter Jasmine is in the living room cleaning. Um, moving all my sneakers, all the sneakers that I need to take down into the, the basement, into my sneaker room. She's taking them all and brought them upstairs, and now I got to bring them all the way back downstairs into the basement. But she didn't know. I didn't tell her. But she's cleaning in anticipation of the guests that we're going to have tomorrow for Thanksgiving. I look back on Thanksgiving, and first and foremost, I'm very thankful for a lot of things for my children, for my family, for my friends, for everything that we've been through this year, all of my children and I seem to be on the same accord. My son Zaire now lives with me after being stubborn for a long time and living on his own well beyond the poverty, below the poverty line, and I'm being absolutely honest. He didn't have to, but he was being independent, and I was proud of him for being independent, but being independent and stubborn and stupid are different things when you have the means, and the means were here, and now he lives with me. I'm happy about that. My daughter Summer and I went through some stuff earlier this year, um, and now we're back on the same accord. My daughter Tiffany and I are good. My daughter Chanel and I are good. My daughter Jasmine and I are good. Um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful I have the wife that I have. I'm thankful for all of my friends. I'm thankful for Krista. I'm thankful for Cam. I'm thankful for Dan Tanner. I'm thankful for management. I'm thankful for Kimana. I'm thankful for for uh, everyone, Tracy, everybody. Man, we got moves that we're making with a show called Jokes and Jams for next year. I'm just thankful that I have a good support system and the same friends that I've had for so many, so many years. It's the same friends. It's just too many of them to name. But when y'all see them, y'all know them. Because those are the same friends that I've been having. Like my best friend, Kurt Flirt. My best friend, Tom. My man, Drew Bell. My same, the same friends. Same friends. Remember Drake made that song, No New Friends? Well, I don't believe in that. I believe friends come from the places that you least expect it. But true friends always remain. My mother used to have this sign in her bathroom that says, uh, fake, uh, fake, friends, fake friends are like leaves scattered everywhere. True friends are like diamonds, precious and rare. And I used to see it in her bathroom all the time. But I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful that I could pick up the phone and call my brother Kelvin, my brother Larry, my sister Sonia, 
I can still call my mom. My dad passed a long time ago. I was like 19 years old when my dad passed. But think about it. I still have all my siblings, and I still have my mom. I can pick up the phone and laugh and joke and talk to my mother right now, and my mother's 85 years old. I'm so very thankful for my nieces. I'm thankful for everything, my nephews, my family, extended family, sister-in-law, Love everybody. I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to the mother of my children. Lisa, Rosie, Kim, my ex-wife. I'm thankful for everything, y'all. Just a thankful, thankful, thankful time. You know, because I got a roof over my head. I don't like for food. Car in the driveway. More than one car in the driveway. My car, my wife's car's in the garage, my daughter's car. Well, my daughter moved out, but when she comes here, her car's here. Zaire, my son, has a car. We good over this side. The love of click is good over this side. I'm very thankful for her. My mother-in-law, still here. She's went through some health scares earlier this year. She's still here, thankful that I can walk into her room and go, yo, yo, yo. Miss Pat, what up? She's like, yo, yo. <laughs> My mother-in-law is hilarious, man. And I'm thankful. I'm really, really thankful for a lot of things. And I think everyone out there should be thankful, too. And there's nothing wrong with celebrating Thanksgiving. Nothing at all. I was on social media the other day, and I saw some people that I respect highly going in about Thanksgiving. This pay, this fake holiday what was happening to the Indians and all that, as if they were there, and they know this to be true. And that Thanksgiving, that, that, yo, if you don't want to celebrate Thanksgiving, that's your business, but keep it to yourself. Nobody, I don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that because Thanksgiving has changed from what it was supposed to be to what it is now, and what it is now is us just getting together with family and friends and being thankful. I'm thankful. Well, you should be thankful every day. I am thankful every day. And my whole family and all my friends are thankful every day because we understand that life is short. Okay? So we are thankful. But damn, can we be thankful without your rhetoric? Like sometimes people just don't want to hear that. You know, they want to get together with their family and friends and enjoy some food, some beverages, some spades, you know, some some bones, smoke a couple of cigars. Ladies, light up the hookah, whatever, whoever smoke weed, enjoy your weed. Well, I don't want to hear your rhetoric. Everybody thinks that they have some kind of a voice now where they're permeating the universe by every damn thing that they say. And it's the truth. It is the honest to God's truth that it is too effing much. It's too much. It is way too much. Everybody has a right to their opinion, but damn it, when we had opinions, they were just spoken into the crowd of people that we know and it didn't go worldwide. Y'all be forcing me to unfollow y'all sometime. I just want to have a good Thanksgiving. Every day. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. If you don't shut up, 
Like, for real. You don't shut up. I think only certain people should be able to talk. Like, I really believe that, man. I really believe we're making important people out of people who would never be important in the real world. I, I seriously believe that. Everybody, man. Everybody's talking about Andre 3000. Andre 3000. Andre 3000. The New Blue Sun. Andre 3000's album. I listened to Andre 3000's album. I really did. I listened to it. It's not a masterpiece. But I respect him for exploring his artistry. It's not. It's it's like, it's almost like yoga music. You know, like elevator music. Like, I've heard a lot better. And, and, and coming from a guy that used to play trumpet myself, I know... Y'all, don't, don't box me into the hip-hop. Hip-hop is what gave me the name. Hip-hop is, is what I love. But there was an Ed Lover before hip-hop, and it was Sir Ed the First, the trumpet player. Played trumpet for a long time, from school into a band called Oasis 2, which eventually evolved into the Function Freaks that evolved to No Face. I've been playing music for a long time. So I know what great music is supposed to sound like. It's okay. It's not a masterpiece. You love it because it's artistic expression by 3000 and God bless him for it. It's cool out music. It's music that was made at the right time from the right person. I'll tell you that much. I will say that about it. It was made at the right time during this chaotic world that we live in. That music can help you woosah. It really can't give you an escape from all that. I'll shoot you in the face. You my op. My pussy is this. You bitches ain't that. You niggas ain't that. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. That's why people are becoming attracted to it because it's the opposite of this death trap music that we've been hearing for the longest period of time. Quite frankly, hip hop is a repetitive bunch of garbage right now. And, if, and, and, and it's coming from a lot of different angles. A lot of different, a lot of different spaces this garbage hip-hop is coming from. It really is. If you do not believe me, although I think it's incredible that Pat Poos took what K. Slay was doing and did something in his honor with 200 MCs, listen to what most of these people are talking about. Listen to it. It's not about competition anymore. It's about, I'll fuck you bitches up. I got my shooters and my niggas that'll do this. You're not even talking about something that you're man enough to do by yourself. You're talking about what your shooters will do, what you, who you're going to kill, uh, how many packages you sell, how you got it for cheap, how you the plug, you don't get it from the plug, all of this stuff has nothing to do with the competitive nature of hip-hop. And the women, every time they rhyme, they got to talk about how other women or bitches in their eyes ain't shit and they wish a bitch would do this so they can fuck a bitch up and all the stuff that they're not going to do at all. When you heard us talking about shit like that, what made hip-hop beautiful, was a different subject matter. It's hot garbage right now. That's why people are attracted to Andre 3000's album. 
because you heard competition. I'm going to get rid of. You can't get a bitter, so just consider. Arrest, break, vacation, hibernation, and make room for my smooth operation. I'm a smooth operator. Big Daddy Kane, you heard. I take seven MCs, put them in the line. Add seven more brothers who think they can rhyme. It'll take seven more before I go for mine, and that's 21 MCs ate up at the same time. That's all about MC to MC bragging competition. I'm your idol, your highest title, numero uno. Not a Puerto Rican, but I'm speaking so that you know. And understand I got the gift of speech and it's a blessing. So listen to the lesson I preach. I talk sense condensed to the form of a poem. Pull a knowledge from my toes to the top of my dome. I'm kind of young, but my tongue speaks maturity. I'm not a child. I don't need nothing for security. I get paid when the record is laid. To put it short, I got it made. Bo knows this. Bo knows that. But don't, Bo don't know Jack because Bo can't rap. But what do you know? The D-Dog is first up the bat. That's all about competition against other MCs. Or this is who I am and I'm dope. Or I was talking to this girl and she did this and she played me and it's okay because I'm smooth like butter, like butter, baby. It's like those kind of, who you calling the bitch? Latifah said that. Somebody felt my, my booty, they was nasty. I turned around, somebody was catching a raft. The little one said, yeah, me, bitch, and laughed. Since he was with his boys, he thought he could. He tried to act fly. I punched him dead in the eye and said, who you calling a bitch? Different subject matter. What happened to that? That's why we're attracted to what Andre 3000 did. That's why Andre said, I ain't got nothing to say. I don't have no bars for y'all. But I love music, so this is the music I'm going to do. But is it a masterpiece? No. But is it needed right now? Absolutely. That's why we're listening to it. It should be a lesson to the rest of the MCs out here to step your game up. I like that this foundation that Steve Stout is part of just gave Rakim and Scarface half a million dollars apiece just for being pioneers of the hip-hop culture. I like that. I wish I was invited to the ceremony. But I thought that was dope. That somebody looked back and said, yo, these guys helped pioneer it. And they didn't make the millions that off the music that other people made. So here's a half a million dollars right now. Thank you. I love that. I love it, man. That's why. Let me tell y'all something about music. Music has been around way before you were even conceived. It's been there. Latifah did music. LL Cool J did music. Will Smith did music. Very successfully. Andre 3000 did music. Very successfully. Jay-Z did music. P. Diddy did music. Dr. Dre did music. E-40. So on and so forth. Whitney Houston. Mariah Carey. They did music. And before them, Diana Ross Supremes, Gladys Knight, the great Patti LaBelle, Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston, New Edition, congratulations on your residency. 
My man Case, who just got a residency in Vegas. Everybody did music. Luther Vandross did music. Rick James did music. Michael Jackson, Prince did music. If you're a Prince fan and you go back and listen to Dirty Mind and then listen to 1999, it is not the same exact music. If you listen to the Purple Rain album to the 1999 album, it is not the same thing. Artists switch their music. If you go back and listen to one of everyone's favorite records, right? Is Met the Man and Mary, I'll Be There For You. You're all I need to get by, right? The original is was written by Ashford and Simpson, first and foremost. And it was performed by Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Now, I wish you would listen to that, that song, Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, You're All I Need to Get By. I wish you would listen to Marvin Gaye's Ain't That Peculiar. And then listen to the What's Going On album by Marvin Gaye. Motown did not even want Marvin Gaye to make that album because it was so far removed from the kind of music that people were used to Marvin Gaye making. Marvin Gaye didn't start with sexual healing or gots to give it up. Listen to the music he made before that kind of music. He switched his whole style. Rick James used to sing with the Minor Birds. He used to sing in a doo-wop group before he created punk funk. Listen to the kind of stuff that he made. Did y'all know that Ray Charles once had a number one country album on the charts when his record label didn't even want him to put out a country album? And his album went to number one? Listen to the difference if you're a real music lover between the Jackson 5 stuff when early, then when they got funkier, then when they went to Philadelphia International, even when Michael Jackson was young, they, they told him not to record the song Ben that won him an Academy Award. Okay, listen to, it, listen to that stuff, then listen to Off the Wall, how R&B leaning Quincy Jones did with him with Off the Wall and then how pop leaning Thriller was. Artists switch up their styles, y'all. That's what the artist does. How did Ed Lover go from a trumpet player in school to a trumpet player in a funk band to a hip hop legend? Music is universal. It's all kinds of music. I loved all kinds of music. Freestyled in the park. People in Queens know me, MC Eddie D. While playing the trumpet in a funk band. Artists switch their styles up. They don't, everything does not stay the same. Okay, Teddy Riley's music when he was in Kids at Work, is not the same music when he started developing the new Jack Swing. It ain't the same music. It's not. Great songwriters like Rob, Rod Temperton. Look up Rod Temperton. All of, everything from Heat Wave to Boogie Nights all the way to The Lady in My Life, all the way to I Want to Rock With You, 
None of them songs sound the same. So how come it's okay and we accept that, right, from a white artist, but we don't accept it from our own artists? Like, we want to put 3,000 in a bag, and all he can do is rap because that's what you want him to do. Why can't he express himself artistically? Maybe if other artists out there knew how to do something else, they would start expressing themselves artistically and be like, you know what? That's kind of dope. All we want our art, this is all black people want their artists to do. Listen, make the same kind of music, kind of music, kind of music, then get into TV, TV and film and television. That's, that's the boundaries that we put on our artists. If, we'd have, if Jamie Foxx would have stayed in the box, he would have never played Ray and never won an Academy Award. He's a comedian, remember? Do y'all remember Bosom Buddies on TV with Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is an Academy Award winning, seriously dramatic actor who started off doing comedies. Eddie Murphy did not allow y'all to keep him into a box. Dream Girls is so far removed from anything Eddie Murphy, but it's still acting, Ed. Yeah, but it's still music when it comes to Andre 3000. If he picked up and learned how to play the flute and he wanted to make an album, I don't really think 3000 cares whether or not y'all buy the new Blue Sun. It's just his artistic expression. They've sold enough records where him and Big Boy are straight for the rest of their lives. They have the number one selling rap album of all time. They good more than Eminem, more than Arrested Development, more than Dr. Dre, more than Tupac, more than Big. It's fine. It's good. And it's okay if you love it, and it's okay if you don't. But it's fine. You know what Luther Vandross started out as? He was singing jingles. Luther used to arrange background vocals for Sheik, actually sung on a lot of Sheik records in the back. He sang for Dionne Warwick on tour, and she fired him and gave him money and said, you're too good to be sitting behind me singing. Jill Scott. Ask Jazzy Jeff about Jill Scott. When they were shopping Jill Scott, people were so oh about weight conscious, they didn't put her picture on the demo. And hitting beats signed her. Nobody wanted to sign her. Nobody wanted to sign Jay-Z. Def Jam didn't want to sign Nas. And they took him to Columbia. You can't put people in a box. That's my point. Especially musicians. True artists. Jimi Hendrix has done everything. Parliament has done everything. Y'all might not know all about it. Jimi Hendrix, Bootsy Collins, wasn't always super, yeah, but never do a funk. Him and his brother played behind James Brown when he was like 15, 16 years old, y'all. They've played rock music. They've played reggae music. They've played jazz music. People explore different avenues just because your mind is stuck on what you believe this one person is supposed to do. I hope this inspires Zaytoven, the producer, to do what he wants to do, to put out an album of electric and piano stuff because that man can play piano like nobody's business. I really hope this inspires more artists to, to try and do different things. 
because that's the reason that you're an artist. And if you're a true artist, you're going to try different things. You're not going to be stuck in a box doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. You're not. That's just the way it is. So if you have New Blue Sun or you downloaded it or you streamed it, enjoy it. It's his expression. Maybe he'll go back to hip-hop. Maybe he won't. But isn't that up to him as an artist? I guess it always is, isn't it? Don't get stuck, y'all. We're going to take a break. I got more Come On, Son, coming up. Thankful, thankful, thankful. Back with more Come On, Son. The podcast, y'all, I'm Ed Lover. On my, on my regular show, The Ed Lover Experience, uh, you can find it right here on Odyssey. I'm on a few different stations. But I do something called Words from the OG or Life Lessons from Ed Lover. And that OG is me. So Monday, on Words from the OG, I said this holiday season, stay close to the ones you love and help the ones you don't even know. I think it's very important for us to give back. And I love... When I'm on social media and I see people like Fat Joe, Shanti Dawes, other people, Coach K, all of them giving back to the community that helped you get to where you are. Those are that's what you do by showing love to people that you don't even know. The holiday season is not uh, it's about keeping the ones that you really love closest to you because we all know we can be gone any minute, right? But it's also about helping those that you don't know. So try to give a little bit more and be an inspiration to someone because that that absolutely helps you grow. It really, it really does. It really does. Also this week, earlier this week, it was National um, Pay Your Parents Back Day by doing something nice for your parents. If you're lucky enough to still have your parents alive, then, you know, you should do something for your parents. Absolutely. It's a whole lot of stuff going on out there right now. I mean, I touched on the Diddy stuff. The last time I touched on it, it was in she had first opened up. Cassie did the allegations about Diddy. And now that the case has been settled out of court, um, we finding out more about like this case has been like six months. There was some negotiations going on back and forth before she finally brought it to the forefront. And then there became an argument about it, which I thought was a very valid argument. Some people did not think so. Um, a lot of people got in trouble for speaking on it. Um, but I understand I understand both sides. You don't want a victim blame, right? You don't want a victim blame at all. And then I saw something with uh, Peter Guns and Rich Nice. They were discussing it. And uh, Rich is my friend, so is Peter. I thought Peter made a valid point, but Rich did kind of set Peter straight when Rich told him this is never Cassie's case with Diddy had never been a criminal case. The R. Kelly thing was different. R. Kelly's case was always a criminal case. Bill Cosby's case was a criminal case. Harvey Weinstein's case, criminal. Uh, my man that had the island. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The white boy that had all the money that was messing with the underage girls where Bill Clinton was on his plane a couple of times, went to his island. Him. Y'all know what I'm talking about. His name escapes me right now. His was a criminal case. Diddy has never been brought up on criminal charges relating to any of this stuff that Cassie says. No rape, no sexual assault, no molestation, none of that. His was always a civil case. In civil cases, it's about money. 
People sued R. Kelly's his estate. Some of that stuff is still pending. That's about money. Okay, so Cassie has always been about getting a payment. Money. That's what her case with Diddy was about. It's a civil case. It's about money. Now, Diddy's attorney, Ben Brofman, said that Diddy's settling out of court is not an admission of guilt. It's just something that, hey, we want this to go away. But our thought is, if you didn't do anything, why do you want it to go away? Right? That's everybody's thought process. Now, what some people were taking Cassie to task for, and I can see this, is the way she worded what she said when, while she was bringing the suit. Because I want to be a voice for all the other women that may have gone through something like this. If you want to be a voice, then you would be a voice. You being a voice would have nothing to do with money. But remember, it was a civil case. So the first time that came out and she said, I want to be a voice for women that don't have a voice when things like this happen to them. I said to myself, that's BS. You want a check. And that's what she wanted and that's what she got. But there are two different things there. See, the people that are trying to be the voice for women that don't have a voice are the ones that bring criminal charges against that person. See, rape is a very, 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 very big, big claim to make against another person. It's huge. It's different than sexual misconduct. It's different than sexual assault. She said rape in her allegations. Rape. That's huge. That's criminal. Sexual molestation, criminal. Sexual assault, criminal. All that stuff is criminal. Why didn't you bring forth a criminal trial? Why hasn't he been indicted on any criminal charges? That's having, bringing a voice. See, because compensatory damages is because you lost something and you want to hurt that person financially and gain something back. And for Cassie, I understand that. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But your civil is just civil. And that's what I think a lot of people didn't understand. And that's what my man Rich Nice so eloquently cleared up for a lot of people. And I think Peter Guns didn't understand that because he was harping on the fact that she said she wanted to be a voice for women who have been through the same thing that she went through by bringing this to the forefront. But there's nothing criminal that was brought to the forefront about it. It was all civil. So stick with it with what it was. It was a civil case that got settled out of court. There's a lot of civil cases that gets settled out of court. A lot. Harvey Weinstein used to settle his cases out of court with NDAs all the time. All the time. Michael Jackson settled some stuff out of court, didn't he? People settle out of court. They don't want they don't want the stuff to come out in court. The money can sustain your reputation to a certain point. And especially in the times we live in right now because we forget stuff all the time because new stuff 
pops right out. So that kind of stuff is understandable. See, when you don't see a person of means, and remember that I'm talking about people that's in a higher tax bracket than you and I, when you don't see them sue for defamation of character or send a cease and desist, they know you're not lying. People don't like to be defamed. If some woman comes out right now and says, Ed Lover raped her, I will sue her for defamation of character because I've never raped anybody. If a woman comes out and says, Ed did this, Ed did that, Ed was masturbating while he forced me to have sex with male prostitutes while he filmed it, I'm suing him for defamation because it never happened. You didn't see, see Bill Cosby sue anybody for defamation because he was involved with those people who came forward. You didn't see R. Kelly sue anybody for defamation. They're going to say, I'll sue you for defamation. R. Kelly settled a lot of cases out of court, more than that got brought to the courtroom. They didn't defame. They, they, Puff never said he's suing Cassie for defamation. Why? When Tasha K went off on Cardi B, Cardi B sued her for defamation of character and won. She still owes Cardi B money. And she's pursuing it and she wants her bread. So you understand what it is? So that's different. Somebody has some receipts. Something unsavory happened. Something that make you look bad. Like, let's take it all the way back to the Michael Jackson cases. Right? Michael Jackson sleeping in the bed with 12-year-old boys looks unsavory. That's the reason why that stuff, even if we know now that he never wrongfully touched anybody or raped a kid or anything like that, we know that now. But then... That stuff looked unsavory. In Michael's mind, there was nothing wrong with that. Because he still had the mind sometimes of a child. Not when it came to his business, though. But when it came to friendships and stuff like that, he didn't understand for a grown man, man, that don't look right, bro. He didn't understand that. It don't look right for you to be traipsing around the world with these little boys. Never a girl. Always a boy. So he made it go away with the money. You dig? Same thing in this case with Cassie. Same thing that I'm, I, 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 I'm seeing now in other cases. See, people will say stuff. You might come out and say, nah, that ain't true. But if the allegations are crazy and you have the means, wouldn't you say, listen, Shut up before I sue you for defamation of character because you know you're lying and I'm about to take every little penny that you got. If you don't see that, that means there's some truth to what the person is saying and they just paying them to make it go away. Just want it to go away. There was some, there was some smoke. There's a little bit of fire with that smoke. We'll never know what it was because I'm quite sure she had to signed something that says she ain't talking about it. The same way when Diddy gave up his publishing, they had to sign NDA that they wouldn't talk about him. 
and the stuff that they've seen. I'm, I'm quite sure there was a little bit of fire. How much fire? I don't know. Ain't my business, but this is what I'm telling you, the difference between criminal and, and civil. It's, it's a huge difference. You know, the former assistant to Will Smith, who's coming with his allegations. We'll see where that goes. We'll see. But sometimes to maintain your status and your reputation on things that you know might have been looked funny. You know, might look look funny. You don't want people in your bedroom. You know, Dwight Howard didn't want us in his bedroom, but somebody's coming at him. So you kind of pay to make it go away. That's part of it. I just did, I just talked about this on my Claim to Fame podcast. You pay to make things go away, y'all. That's what that's what Diddy did. That's what he did. He paid to make it go away. I mean, ain't no, you know, no shame in it. He ain't the first person that did it. It won't be the last. I want y'all to have a wonderful Thanksgiving, folks. But before I go, I got a top 10. It's time for Ed Lover's top 10 things not to do at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, before I go, I'm going to run down these top 10 things for you not to do at tomorrow's Thanksgiving dinner. Number 10, don't talk Israel, Palestine, Russia, Ukraine, or any politics or religion. Leave it alone. Don't talk about it. Just don't say shit. Don't talk about it. Okay, no talking about politics or religion, Palestine, Israel, Ukraine, Russia, Republican, Democrat, liberal, none of that. Don't talk about it. Number nine, if you do not know how to play spades or dominoes, don't sit your ass at the table. Okay, especially if you had a black household. They take it very seriously. If you're the Dominican, Puerto Rican, Latino household, they take them dominoes very seriously. And Latinos, and they got different rules, okay? So your black rules of dominoes ain't exactly their rules. Don't sit at the table unless you know how to play. That's number nine. Number eight, don't bring no food that you would not yourself eat. Don't bring no fruitcakes. Don't bring no mystery meat. Don't bring no green bean casserole. Don't bring nothing like that over there. Number seven, if you're going to bring liquor, don't bring cheap-ass liquor. We know cheap liquor, okay? Don't bring the stuff that's a fifth for $9.99. Don't do that. Don't embarrass yourself like that, okay? Don't do that. That's number seven. Don't bring no cheap-ass liquor. Number six, don't complain about the food. Don't do that. Don't If you don't like the food, just don't eat it. But don't complain about it. Oh, this shit ain't it. Who made this shit? This shit ain't good at all. Don't do that. It's tacky. It's disrespectful. Number six is don't complain about the food. Number five, very important. Do not make a to-go plate before everyone eats, unless you are the matriarch of that family. If you're just a regular-ass uncle or auntie, you can't do that. My house, that's a no-go. If you just drop by for a little bit, 
then eat your food and we'll see you later. Nola, I'm going to grab me a plate to go. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because we still got people coming and everyone hasn't eaten yet. If you don't want to stay, then you're not taking no food home. I'm sorry. Don't make a to-go plate before everyone eats. The only two people that can do that is my wife's mother and my mama. And they wouldn't do it. So you're not going to come in my house or, or don't go in anybody else's house embarrassing yourself trying to make a to-go plate before everyone eats. Number four, this is extremely important. No strangers allowed. Please, unless you call the person and ask them, can you bring somebody with them? Don't show up at that person's house with somebody they don't know. Don't do it. Now, when I invite people to come, I will tell them, listen, you bringing somebody with you? Who is it? Don't pop up at somebody's house. Ah, my man. I was with my man. No, your man's ain't allowed over here. No, no strangers allowed. It's a family gathering, family and friends. You got to ask me and then I'll tell you, because I'm going to tell you, my wife is going to say, babe, come here for a minute. I'm going to say, yo, huh? Who the fuck is that? And I'll say the same thing to her. So don't do that. Number three, please, y'all, this year, don't stare into your phone while we're having dinner. If we're all sitting down having dinner, unless you're at the little kid's table, don't stare in your phone. My kids know I collect phones. Everybody put your phone in the basket. When we finish eating, grab your phone. I will let you take a picture before we say prayer. Take a picture. After that, phones go in the basket when we're sitting at the table. Do not be in your phone while we're having Thanksgiving dinner. It's so uncouth and disrespectful. Number two, don't get drunk. Be nice. Be a little tipsy, but don't get drunk. Don't. No, under no circumstances should you be at anybody's house drunk. I remember we had Thanksgiving one year, and my best friend Kurt came with his girl Annette, and they bought one of Annette's nephews that I did not know was coming, and this fuckboy threw up in my gazebo in my backyard. And guess who had to clean it up? Kurt, because I wasn't doing it. So please, don't get drunk. And the number one most important thing not to do at Thanksgiving dinner, because I don't want to see it on the news, don't start no shit. Can you just have a nice, calm Thanksgiving, fun with the family, and nobody starts no shit? Nobody gets shot. Nobody gets tased. Nobody gets stabbed. The police don't show up in front of your house. Don't do none of that. Don't get drunk and don't start no shit. Those are Ed Lover's top 10 things not to do this Thanksgiving. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have fun with your family and friends and be safe. Okay, I probably forgot one more. Don't drunk drive because I don't want y'all to do that either. You know the police going to be out there, all right? Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. Be good if you can't be good. Be careful if you can't be careful. Get yourself some extra candy yams. Till the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. Ed Lover, Cam P, Krista Hayes saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning me in and never tuning me out. I always give you the good shit and never the bullshit. Right here on Kibbutz, son, the podcast. Now, Kibbutz, son.
Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.